Hey everybody, this is Rich. Being scared, overcoming fear, and moving ahead. It's not easy. Sometimes there are no answers, but you still have to try to see the outcome. Hopefully this is enjoyable. Okay, so your your friend Joe Freeman wanted to know, what was the biggest fear you had to overcome, and how'd you do it? Um, there was a lot of these, but the biggest one, it's hard to say the biggest one, but I wasn't sure how well I would recover, if much at all. I had no idea what was normal, what normal life would be. And then the unknown is essentially I'm my own medical case. Like he's like, yeah, I'll, he's a, this guy's a doctor and he's a pretty, pretty top doctor. He's like, yeah, he goes, you're like a unicorn case. There's, there's not going to be many more like yours. And so one thing I did was I only look forward in each tiny incremental improvement gave me a glimmer of hope that there would be more improvements. But this kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit earlier, I think, is I had to create my own blueprint because there's no understanding if any or all of this would work out. In fact, you know, one physical therapist, like I had a bunch of them, but one, I said, hey, you know, what, what, what can recovery look like? And they're like, well, we're not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? Like, well, we don't really get anybody coming in here with your injuries that's walking. It just doesn't happen. I was like, whoa. Okay. And that, that's kind of, that sends a lightning bolt down your brain and your spine a little bit right there, you know? Um, so just not really knowing the outcome and what the outcome would look like, that was really scary. It was a very vague part of life, but I just had to go forward and see what was possible. So how did you not feel angry? Like you had a, you had a adventurous fun life before the accident. Um, how did you not feel angry and resentful having to start, you know, a new or different life after the injury? How did you approach acceptance? Um, I accepted I was in an accident and it was a freak accident. And I had two choices work to get the life I wanted or as close as possible or settle for less. It, it was, to me, it was that simple. And I know that sounds very blase. However, there was a lot of mental trauma that I went through as well, like for months, a year, like, cause when you almost die and you almost lose everything, it, it kind of shakes you up a little bit. But um, everything I did after the accident I had to do in a different manner than before the accident. And then the other thing is when you're at the very, very bottom, you can only go up. It's almost like when you buy a stock that's worth a dollar, it can only really go up. Right. You know? So like, Oh, it's like I bought it at the bottom. Okay. Good for you. Cause everything is a win. So to me, everything is a win. And Joe and I talked about this a little bit when we were on a run one day and I say that, yeah, this is a run after the accident. And so I had to learn to do everything a new way and with adjustments. And I had to learn to do all this stuff because, and I still had a lot of trauma in my head. So I was like a kid learning how to do everything again. But when you get really excited that you can do a load of laundry on your own, well, well, you know, that's a victory. That's a victory. So think of the amount of victories you can have if you just kind of keep doing stuff like that. Um, and then the other thing is, Every time I had a milestone, whether when I first walked four miles with a walker, but I walked. And the first time I swam in a pool, which was looked like holy hell, and I had the special snorkel going over the top of my head, um, 
I swam, I quote, swam 300 yards, but at least I swam. So these small victories gave me proof that I might be able to actually do them in my new life. It's going to take time. I knew that. Um, but I'll eventually be able to do it. So I just kept trying everything. And everything I did, again, I had to check with my doctors because it's a pretty severe case. But they're like, yeah, do this. But hey, consider these five things. Okay, great. So I considered all five of those. And of course, I added five more of my own because I was scared I was going to fall and become a quadriplegic or die. So um, that's what I did. Everything was pretty tough. But again, not worrying about what people thought about me and how I looked. I just had a function. And again, riding that granny tricycle, going in the pool and walking in, holding on to the railing, going in the pool. Like, like I, I could have done a handstand on that railing. I gripped it so tight. Um, but you just got to kind of get going with it. Um, and same with the biking. You just Everything just kind of had its purpose. But everything was like I was a five-year-old and I had to figure it all out. And I had to build in safety along the way. Awesome. So what do you consider to be your biggest accomplishment since the injury? Um, there's, there's the physical and then there's the mental. Um, I would say the physical, I, I pushed a walker eight miles with a neck brace on. That was uh that was pretty big. Um, mentally dealing with the lonely trauma in a positive manner, that was, that was pretty tough and that's a scary process. And so um, the, the trauma, I can't say enough about the trauma that you get from this. It's you actively work on it over time, it got better. And only I could work through this. Like how do you tell somebody what's going through your head and how scared you are and how you're having flashbacks of like this accident. And I actually had, I don't know, you call them flashbacks, but I kept projecting out what could have been, what could have been my death, what could have been my being a quadriplegic on a ventilator. And so I had to process that for a good year. Um, and I still do it today, but it's way more manageable. Like it's, it's almost a non-issue, you know, it's, it's mostly just kind of pops up in small pieces. Um, that's okay. Cause it's life on the physical stuff, pushing that Walker, um, 14 or eight miles with a lot of pain. Um, I eventually walked a 10 minute, 30 second mile cause I had to do speed walking for a while. So why not go for it? Um, I swam 2.4 miles in a pool. That was eight months after finishing it. Right. You know, um, and then I paddleboard across the open ocean, 14 miles, going up half dome in Yosemite with a full pack. I, oh, my cruiser bike, my two-wheel big old cruiser bike, and this is not an e-bike. I pedal that thing 56 miles one day, just cause. <laughs> it's incredible. So Enrique asked along these same lines, what's it like not knowing if you'll be able to walk? What goes through your head? What went through your head? Well, I wasn't sure what was really going through my head, to be honest. But I know I said to myself, I have to try every single thing that they suggested, regardless of the pain level. And I generally blocked out the scary thoughts of I might not be able to walk. Like 
it was weird. I could wiggle my toes. I could move my legs. But once I went to stand, it, the, the doctors explained to me because of the spinal cord injury that my spinal system was completely jacked up, that it didn't know what was going on. And they said, this could take time and we're not sure. And then my blood pressure would go through, the, would drop. And then I would, I would basically pass out. Um, so I only focused on anything I could do. And at one point I did think maybe I'd be able to walk with those, you know, those bracings that go into your forearms and you kind of walk with those things. Yeah. I thought maybe that will be the, the process. Um, and then I decided, nope, you just have to focus on what they tell you to do and give it all. And I know I'm a hundred percent extremely blessed that I eventually walked and have full use of my arms. It did take a lot of, sweat and tears and a lot of determination again i am in i'm beyond a miracle case it's just unheard of given the way i crashed and the injuries and the whole scene um so when you when you dealt that you try to block out anything negative because they already have enough of it just going through your body with pain well, and I know you're saying you're, you know, 100% a miracle case and not everybody's going to have, you know, same experience. But I think what's so great about this is there's, we can all learn these lessons that you've, you've painfully gone through. So on this section, like what's your, what's the takeaway in your opinion? I think, you know, right now, all of us are at a certain level in life important point in life if you were you if you were you want if you are where you want to be physically or with a job or like we talked about earlier your life path then great if not make changes but you got to do the work again you don't have to be at rock bottom like i was like i was a really bad rock bottom but i remember the same joe rogan said sometime one time i think it was him he says are you a doer or an excuser <laughs> 